the Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. Welcome. It's Wednesday night, and uh, not only are we getting you over the hump, but we're getting you over the hump and right into Christmas Eve and Christmas with the knowledge you need to be a big winner in your league. It's the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. I'm Albie Oxenrider, our buddy and our partner from DKPittsburghSports.com. Chris Carter is with us to provide all the expertise you need. Hi, Chris. What's up, Albie? How you doing, my friend? Well, we're doing, I, we're doing great. And if you're listening to your advice, I think that uh, everybody is doing great in their fantasy leagues because this has been uh, – you've had, you've had some, some very good picks the last couple of weeks. And we're going to start this week with who's hot. And at the top of the list of who's hot is a guy – he didn't win the game, but he won the hearts of fantasy owners everywhere, Jalen Hurts, uh, with some big-time numbers. And I'll be, I've been saying this to pick up this guy on waiver wire for the past two weeks. Um, it's still showing on like ESPN leagues that he's, he's not owned in 50% of fantasy football leagues. I don't know what you're doing if you don't got him. Uh, he went 24, 44 for 338, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and took 11 carries for 63 yards and a rushing touchdown. He was the highest scoring quarterback this week, Albie, in fantasy football. You can't pass that up. He's, he's a superstar right now um, as far as fantasy production levels. And it, I really don't see any signs of him stopping, you know, going into this season. They got the Cowboys this week who have a horrible defense. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things you could say about there. So Jalen Hurts absolutely should be starting in your lineup unless you got a Patrick Mahomes or, you know, even Aaron Rodgers, but even like a Russell Wilson has been struggling as of late. Hurts is, is the hot hand. If you got him, you should be riding him. All right, the other quarterback that you have at the top of your hot list is Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill had a heck of a game. I thought he'd be good, but dang, he was, ex- he was extremely good. 21 of 27, 273 yards to the air, three t- passing touchdowns, but also, Albie, two rushing touchdowns, three carries for 21 yards. Those touchdowns on the ground, that's a five-touchdown game from a quarterback. Excellent play. The two of them were two of the best quarterbacks in fantasy football all week. All right, David Montgomery's one of your running backs, not only with the yards that he produced, but the fact that he found the end zone a couple times. Yeah, he was running through everyone, 32 carries for 146 yards and two touchdowns. I was, I've been saying to start him lately with Mitch Trubisky back in the lineup for the Bears. He has excelled. It's definitely notable. And another guy I was talking about, if Ziggy Elliott is down, this guy's really stepped up, Tony Pollard for the Cowboys. He had, he, he, um, he had 12 carries for 69 yards, two touchdowns, also caught six of nine passes for 63 yards. Big points for a guy that you probably picked up off the waiver wire if you were listening to this show. Um, so big stuff there um, from both of those guys. As you would expect since he's on the hot list, Calvin Ridley with some big numbers receiving. Absolutely. For the Falcons, they went off offensively in this, and it was Calvin Ridley leading the way. 14 targets, 10 of those were catches for 163 yards and a touchdown. He went ballistic, Alvy. But the guy that everyone's talking about right now, of course, the best receiver in football, DeAndre Hopkins for the Cardinals. 11 targets, caught nine of them for 169 yards and a touchdown. He is truly unstoppable when he's when he's locked in so big numbers from Hopkins big numbers from Ridley both of those guys have been have been delivering when targeted enough this year all right couple tight ends with big numbers and one with 
really big numbers. Yeah, Darren Waller is looking like he's proving like, hey, he's right in the conversation with Kittle and Kelsey. Um, and he had, he had caught nine of 12 passes for 150 yards and a touchdown. Huge production for him. Um, and uh, also sticking with the AFC West here, Noah Fant, the, the, the young Broncos tight end, caught eight of 11 for 68 in a touchdown. Really good numbers from him. If you're in a point a PPR league, points per reception, you got like 20 points from him this week. You were really happy with that. All right, that's who's hot, but there are uh, certainly uh, players in fantasy that are not hot. And one of them is, uh, again, we're looking at these, these names in, in some cases for two, three weeks in a row now, and that's the case with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, Ben's just a, really in a rut right now. And like I said, I would be benching him in most of my leagues. Even This week I was even considering, yeah, I mean, it's the Bengals. Maybe he comes back, but this was, this was it. The Bengals are a horrible defense. He should have ripped their heads off several times in this game. He had wide-open receivers, and he wasn't able to even look at them. 20 of 38, 170 yards to the air, one touchdown, one interception, and a lost fumble. Ugh, just really bad for Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and a guy that we expected to not do as well, Drew Locke, 20 of 32 for 132 yards and only one touchdown. Uh, he, he, the run game for the Broncos got going. That was really good for Melvin Gordon. But Drew Locke, uh, I just, he's, he's, str he's struggling to be finding any consistency. Ben, of course, we'll be talking about him later in the show when we get to our Steelers segment. All right, talk about your not running backs. Kenyon Drake, surprisingly, uh, he's still an athletic guy that I think is really talented for the Cardinals. 10 carries for 26 yards with no touchdowns. You need more production out of him. And Kareem Hunt, I know he's the number two running back for Cleveland, but only seven carries for 21 yards and no touchdowns. He's supposed to be the other option in the backfield with Nick Chubb, and he's supposed to get big, big play opportunities. That didn't come his way this week, so if you started him, you were probably feeling the hurt. And sometimes that's a result of the number one guy, Chubb, uh, getting getting the carries because he's having success. Absolutely, and that's the thing. When Nick Chubb has the hot hand, he's going to get a lot more opportunities. That's a big part of what happened in this game. All right, wide receiver in a name that the Steeler fans will perk up when they hear, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster just not getting it done on fantasy-wise. Uh, and, and here's the thing. A part of it is the Steelers' system. They're still not giving him the targets that I think that he would be best, best suited for. But I do think the Steelers are sort of trying to use him as a decoy for teams to go after, and teams are going after him. The problem is Ben Roethlisberger is not capitalizing on it. Again, we'll be talking about this more uh, when we get to the Steelers' segment. But, yeah, three catches for 15 yards, not going to do it in fantasy. Um, and – you know, that, that, that's a warning sign. The other guy, uh, funny enough, was on the other side of the ball in that game, T. Higgins. In a game where Tyler Boyd got injured and missed most of it, he was supposed to step up. He only had three catches for 31 yards, no touchdowns. That's abysmal for, from him. You need more for, from, from, from the rookie there. And I get, to third string, I get it's a third-string corner, quarterback, but you had to find some answers, and he did not give you any if he started him this week. All right, finally, about 30 seconds to talk about the tight ends. Jack Doyle for the Colts, 2 of 2 for 14. Not, not good numbers there. Irv Smith Jr. back for the Vikings. A little hot and cold. He was hot last week, cold this week, 3 for 37. You still there? Yes, I'm, I'm still, still here. here. Yeah, you're still here, Albie. Yes, of course. Just had a call coming in there, but you know what? Never bother me during the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter, and we're back on WPXI Now right after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter. No more calls to interrupt this segment. This is the <laughs> waiver wire. Uh, hey, listen, it's important as ever this time of the year uh, in your playoffs uh, to get your team ready 
not only find somebody that might be able to start for you, but find somebody who can be on the bench and be ready if you need him. Right, Chris? Right, Albie. And that's the thing. This is In most leagues, this is championship weeks. I know some leagues that go to week 17, but this is where it's where all the money's going to be made. A lot of people that put their do their money pools for their league, this is when you need some guys. And sometimes, like say, if you're a guy who had Derek Carr in his lineup this last week, you're probably hurting because he was, he's been putting up decent fantasy numbers this year for the most part, and now he's gone. I look at this, and now you're like, uh-oh, that's going to be a problem. But our first waiver wire guy, Albie, is his replacement, Mar- Marcus Mariota, who played very well on Thursday night football. If Derek Carr can't go, you're looking at Mariota probably getting another chance to put up good numbers. All right. And uh, who else you like at quarterback? Baker Mayfield, you got to admit, the guy is, is coming through statistically, and the Browns are winning behind it. Uh, they get to play the Jets this week, so I think that he'd be an automatic start against them. Um, but Baker Mayfield, you got to give him credit. The, the Browns running that play-action offense. Teams are, don't know how to counteract it, and that's led to some of their victories. Um, I think that the, right now, Baker Mayfield, if you need an emergency quarterback situation, he'd be a good pickup. And he's only owned in like 46% of, 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 uh, of leagues, at least on ESPN. So I'd be looking at, at him as an option this week if you need an emergency. One of the bright spots for the Steelers in that loss on Monday night was the play of uh, the performance of Benny Snell. Actually got a shout out from the coach, Mike Tomlin, in his news conference yesterday. Uh, Talk about Benny Snell, his numbers, and what that means for fantasy and why he's on your waiver wire list. Like I said before, 18 carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Really good numbers for Benny Snell. And, you know, yeah, he took what was there, but that's what the Steelers have needed. They needed a guy who could hit the hole hard, run through some tackles, make some plays, and that's what he did. And that's, and that's the good thing here. Um, and James Conner's probably coming back, so you got to be careful about starting him this week. But you should be looking at Benny Snell maybe carrying the load. If James Conner struggles early in this next game against the Colts, I could see Mike Tomlin going back to Benny Snell, looking for the hot hand and saying, hey, we got to find some sort of answers because the Steelers are running out of time to figure out what's going on in offense. The other guy that running back, Albie, Tony Pollard, the guy I brought up for the Cowboys, if Ezekiel Elliott is, is going to continue to not play well, they might just bench him for the rest of the season and say, you know what, get healthy for next year because you're, you're one of our highest paid players. Tony Pollard, you're playing well, finish out this year, and who knows, maybe we'll keep you around and, you, and we'll have a one-two punch with you guys. All right. Who are you targeting for the waiver wire with the wide receivers? Zach Pascal. Um, he is a guy that I liked a couple of years ago for the Colts, and he's, he's, he really emerged this last week. Five of six – caught five of six targets for 72 yard, 79 yards and two touchdowns from Phillip Rivers. He's a guy I think he's always had, like, you know, decent talent enough that he can make the big plays when there. And now that teams are starting to focus on T.Y. Hilton – Zach Pascal is getting the opportunities up. He's definitely on your waiver wire in most leagues, unless you got one of those super deep leagues. So check the waiver wire, pick him up, see if, if, you need a, if you need a flex option this week. He might be the guy to help you out. The other guy is Rashard Higgins for the Browns. He's become that really a number two option for Baker in the wide receiver group. Jarvis Landry attacking, getting all the attention. Odo Beckham Jr. out for the season. Baker Mayfield's been getting it to Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones, but especially Rashard Higgins. He's proven to be reliable. I think the Browns like it. He's going to get more targets. If you're a fantasy owner, those are things that all things that you can love. All right. And finally, tight ends. 
you look at the tight end position and you see that there's a guy that's, that's clearly benefiting on top of the running back position for the Bears. At David Montgomery running back, you also have Cole Komet at tight end. The guy from, from Notre Dame is really clicking with the guy from North Carolina and Mitch Trubisky. Those two are making it happen. Komet's got that, got, got that typical, uh, that, that, you know, that prototypical you know, tight end build that you want to get the ball to, and he's starting to bring it in now. Can he do a little bit better than he is? Yep, but at the same time, again, you got a young quarterback and a young tight end figuring things out on a team that you know has been struggling mightily on offense. The fact that we're seeing any production at all right now from Cole Komet, good sign moving forward, and he's available in a lot of leagues. If you need a tight end to, to get you that last push, Komet may be your answer. Other guy here, Tyler Higby from the Rams. I think that he, he might get some more looks going forward. I'm interested to see how how, how uh, Goff, Jared Goff is going to throw throw moving forward. The Rams suffered a tough loss against the Jets this last week. It was embarrassing. It's just as embarrassing as the Steelers losing to the Bengals, maybe even more so. Um, and now you're probably going to see the, the, the Rams trying to get back to some basics, and some of the basics might be hitting their tight end over the middle to open up other things for their offense. Uh, if you look down the waiver wire and you had to pick one player, I'm going to look and you tell me whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong because there's a lot of good choices here. Baker Mayfield really stands out to me. He looks like a different quarterback than he looked even as recently as three, four weeks ago. Um, confidence will do that, but Baker Mayfield I think would be a great pick for somebody right now. Especially right now because if you're in the championship round and, you're, and you had Derek Carr and your backup was like Teddy Bridgewater or something like yeah, that, right. you're probably looking and saying, hey, Baker – you're playing the Jets. Throw four touchdowns for me. Go ballistic on them. Have fun with that. Get me some points to get me over the final hump. That's where Baker Mayfield can come back. And I think it's a good pick on your part, Albie, though. I wouldn't overlook Marcus Mariota either. He runs the ball too, too, and he might get you some easy yards there. All right. And although it's not always a guarantee, teams that are hot have players that are hot in fantasy. And I think that that's the case right now with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, there's a couple of players there that because the team's doing well, that means they're doing well. All Absolutely. Right. We'll be back to talk about the Steelers and who's looking good and who's not looking good in fantasy right now. It's the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. Chris and I are back right after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. Happy Wednesday. Happy Christmas week. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Hope you have everything done. You can sit back and just worry about your fantasy football team because let's face it, that's what really counts to football fans. And fantasy football fans are real excited this time of the year. But let's talk a little bit, Chris, about uh, what's looking good for the Steelers right now. And because I mentioned earlier, when teams are doing well, uh, players generally are doing well in fantasy. When teams aren't doing as well, like the Steelers, they've lost three in a row. Well, naturally, some of their players are affected by that as well. You talked about Ben Roethlisberger earlier. Uh, in the not-so-hot segment. Uh, let's talk about Ben and why he's just not looking real good right now in fantasy. I mean, the thing is, Albie, is that the, the opportunities are there. You know, as a film analyst myself, I go to the X's and O's. I go to the tape to see what's going to be available to him and what, you know, what if, if he had opportunities down the field. A lot of people wanted to put it on Randy Feekner or Mike Tomlin or this, that, and a third. Or No, these receivers are wide open and walking down the field, and he's got the time to get it to them. He just isn't doing it. And it's alarming because it's not even just physical, it's mental. He had Chase Claypool wide open for a touchdown, didn't even look at him, threw into triple coverage. Um, and that wasn't just once, that was twice on easy deep balls that he could have just floated down the field. And if he, if he throws it just simply in, like at a punt, it would have been caught and he could have broken, broken it for a touchdown. Um, that's all alarming 
for anyone who looks at a quarterback playing late in the season. And now you're playing two teams with talented defenses in the Colts and the Browns, two teams that are hungry, pushing to, to make, get further in the playoffs. They're looking to knock off the Steelers the way the last three teams have. I'd be very alarmed about starting Ben Roethlisberger anywhere in fantasy the next couple of weeks. And he could flip it back on. He could get back to the Ben that we saw for the first 10 weeks where he was extremely efficient with the football. But Right now, it's tough to bet on that, especially if you're going into a championship round and you've got any other quarterback who hasn't looked horrible over the past few weeks. Uh, you know the old saying, you can't make the club if you're in the tub. And, and if you're hurt, uh, it's difficult to be uh, effective for a team, and it's difficult for anybody to think you're an attractive uh, player to have on the fantasy team. James Conner continues to just uh, fight the, the injury bug. It's been an unfortunate thing for James Conner for years. It's something he's had to deal with his entire career. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that as a fantasy owner, you got to be wary about starting him at any point in time because of his, his injuries could, could, could come up and take him out the game. Um, I, I think the Steelers showed a good commitment to the run game in this last game and that they might use him more if he's healthy this week. Mike Tomlin did say that he expected to see him back, at least, you know, at least seeing him make progress this week. I think that that's a good sign. But, Albie, I'm concerned if I'm a fantasy owner and, I'm, and I need to start James Conner because he's not getting it done right now So because he's hurt. And that's the thing. You got you to gotta look at it and you're like, you know what? If he's, if he's going to, like you said, if you're, if you're not going to be able to play on the field, you got to find someone who is. And this might be a situation where if you have James Conner, you may need to go be, pull that waiver wire acquisition and get Benny Snell just to back himself up in case we're, we're talking about a game-time decision here this week. Not a whole lot of Steelers that looking good for fantasy right now, but one of them that is looking good, as you mentioned earlier, Benny Snell. Yeah, Benny Snell, again, you know, 84 yards and 18 carries and a touchdown. Also caught a few passes out the backfield, Albie. I think Ben Roethlisberger's starting to like the rhythm of him. I think the offensive line's starting to like his attitude. I think there's a lot of good things that, that that's, he's got going for him. The only thing that's bad is that James Conner's coming back, so you have to kind of be wary about where you're starting him. But I really like the idea of having Benny Snell on your roster, um, and I think that if you're struggling at running back right now or other running backs are hurt, he might be someone that you could win with a gamble on if he plays this upcoming weekend. And Juju Smith-Schuster, as you mentioned, the opportunities just aren't there. Yeah, and that's the one thing is that I think the Steelers are kind of resigned to keeping him in the underneath routes. And what's crazy is that, you know, for all the TikTok dancing that people talk about, teams are teeing off on Juju Smith-Schuster, and it's opening up opportunities for other players like James Washington, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Claypool, and Eric Ebra, all of which were open downfield while teams were focusing on trying to hit Juju. And I think the Steelers are, might use that as a blueprint saying, hey, Ben, Take a look at this. Whenever we want Juju short, their entire team runs up to hit him because everyone wants to be the person that knocks Juju out. And that opens up so many big plays behind it. If the Steelers do that and if Ben recognizes it, it could open up big plays for other players. But, of course, that means that if Juju Smith-Schuster is continuously the decoy, he can't be the answer in fantasy football. I'm not so sure that's exactly what happens, but I do think that you need to be wary of it if you have him on your fantasy roster right now. All right, you mentioned uh, Deontay Johnson. It's been an up-and-down season for him, but he's showing some life now. Absolutely. He had some really impressive catches in this last game. He showed the increased focus that you need to see from him. Still gets great separation. I think he's the leading receiver for the Steelers for the rest of the season. All right, Chase Claypool. Yeah, Chase Claypool is, is still a boomer bust type of guy. Lately, he's been more bust. Now, he's had, he had some decent catches in this game for some good yards. Uh, but until Ben Roethlisberger feels comfortable enough to just look down the field and see Chase when he's wide open and walking by himself to the end zone, it's going to really hurt his numbers. And that's the thing. When a quarterback's bad, it's going to impact 
everyone's numbers because that's where a lot of these these fantasy points are going to come from. Chase Claypool, I mean, keep him on your team, but this is another week where you're facing a tough defense. I'm not 100% sure how, how the best way you'll be able to play that. James Washington. Not targeted enough. Um, you know, he's on the field, but – you know, you, you see he's not getting looks, and when he is getting looks, Ben's missing, you know, in badly. So, uh, James Washington, I'm not playing him probably for the rest of the season. All right. Tight ends, and Eric Ebron, of course, uh, uh, left the game with an injury. Yeah, back injury that Mike Tomlin didn't disclose what it was. That means they're still evaluating it. So, when you got that, Vance McDonald, you can look at him as, a, as an emergency pickup, but he didn't even get targeted once in this last game, and they, he played for he, – he was the most used skill, skill position player. So, that's just bad on, 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 his, on his part as you need him as a fantasy owner. And then finally, Vance McDonald. No, yeah, Vance McDonald. He's not getting – he didn't get a single target in this last game. All right. Thank you, Chris. Um, You know, those calls come in at all times on different phones. You know, it throws you off. I know Uh, what you mean. (laughs) Who do you start? Who do you not start? Who do you sit? And we're going to talk about that as we wrap things up on the Fantasy Football Insider right after this on WPXI Now. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter. We're brought to you by Cal U. Who do you start? Who do you sit? Let's start with the starters and Chris. Well, the starters are going to be two quarterbacks I normally would never name to start, but they're playing in such situations that I think you got to. First of all, Mitchell Trubisky. Been playing better numbers-wise. He's been putting up decent fantasy numbers when he's been in, and now he goes on the road to face the Jaguars. The Jaguars, 31st in the league against quarterbacks. I think that Mitchell Trubisky, he's going to be able to put up at least decent numbers. He's got Allen Robinson. He's got Cole Komet. I think he's got Jimmy Graham in there, too. This is an opportunity for the, for the Bears to put up some numbers on the Jaguars. I would start him this week if I needed that emergency quarterback. The other guy, I brought him up early in the show, it's Baker Mayfield because he goes to the Jets this week. The Jets are ranked 30th at stopping quarterbacks in fantasy football this year. Those are two opportunities for young, cheap quarterbacks to be able to put up some really good numbers for their franchises and really good numbers for your team on, on championship weekend for fantasy football. Yeah, how do you not like Baker Mayfield against the Jets? Yeah. Um, also, with the, the the he's going to be motivated. I mean, they're it's right in front of them now, and I think that that might be manifest itself in the performance of Baker Mayfield running back. Running back, is, I'm going with a duo here for one, Albie, and the duo is Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. They're the two top running backs for the Buccaneers. Leonard Fournette is the first guy that comes in for Ronald Jones when he's hurt, and he did that this last week for about 22 fantasy points. But here's the thing. Who, whoever you want to have either or in this situation because they're they're both at the same time they're gonna be playing the Lions this weekend and the Lions are the worst team at stopping running backs in football right now you've got to capitalize on that if it's there start you know to pay attention when when those when the uh, when the inactives get announced and I what an hour and a half before the game you got it you got to get on your those websites see who if Ronald Jones is active if he is you start him if he's not you start Fournette either way both of those backs should bring you some really good points. And another back who I think will do good points for you because he did well against the Steelers, Giovanni Bernard getting going for the Cincinnati Bengals. They're playing at the, the Houston Texans, who are 31st against running backs. Uh, a, a really good cheap option for you to save yourself if you need a running back in the hole. All right, wide receiver. I'm going with a back with a number two wide receiver here, Miko Hardman. He plays for the Chiefs, of course, behind Tyreek Hill, but they're up against the Falcons, who have the 31st best defense at stopping um, 
um, excuse me, it's stopping the, uh, you know, it's stopping receivers. And okay. so he's going to be a speedster. He's going to be a person that get, that gets off the ball. And I think that he's going to be tough for teams to, uh, um, to, to, to lock onto, especially the Falcons. All right. And, and one other name that popped right out when I saw it. Yeah, absolutely. Antonio Brown uh, for the Buccaneers. He caught his first touchdown for the Buccaneers um, this last weekend. That to me is a sign that he's going, that he's getting better for them. Um, I'd be looking at that. And uh, right now the, the, the lions, they're the 29th best defense at stopping receivers and passing. I'd be looking at that right now and saying, Oh my goodness, get, get Antonio Brown, the football. Of course, the thing is the Buccaneers have a lot of talented receivers. We'll see who gets it this week. All right. Tight end. Tight end, we got two guys on, you know, the, so those same teams I talked about earlier with the quarterbacks, starting with Austin Hooper for the Browns. They're playing the Jets. The Jets are the worst team at stopping tight ends this year in fantasy football. He's going, you know, Austin Hooper should get big points from Baker Mayfield. Cole Komet, I talked about him earlier. I'm saying start him this week. Mitch Trubisky, they're up against the Jaguars. The Jaguars are, 20, are 28th and stopping running backs or stopping wide receivers in this, in this league. So that's where you got to look at there um, as far as the tight end position. And my two defenses to start this week, Albie, I've got Washington against the, against the Panthers. Washington's defense has been played really tough. The Panthers are struggling. Um, I think that, they're, that, that that's going to be rough pickings for them. And I've got the Bears against the Jaguars. The Bears are an aggressive <clears throat> defense, and the Jaguars, not a good offense. I think that's going to be a good, good time eating for them. All right, time for the lightning round. Who do you sit, starting with uh, the guy we talked about earlier? All we, the Steelers fans know him all too well. Take it away, Chris. Absolutely. You got to st- sit Ben Roethlisberger this week. And I know you're a Steelers fan. You're probably it's partly hurting your heart. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't sit Ben Roethlisberger. What am I doing? No, sorry. You got to sit Ben Roethlisberger because this, this Colts defense is tough. And, yes, Ben's had some of his best statistical days against the Colts, but not this time. They're the eighth best at stopping quarterbacks this year. Sit Ben Roethlisberger unless you got a superstar. Unless you got, you got like a whole big, big other problem in the, in your, uh, on your, your bench. Other quarterback I'm sitting this week, Kirk Cousins. They're playing the Colts. Or they're, not the Colts they're playing the Saints or the number six defense at stopping quarterbacks this year I'm not messing with that at running back Chris Carson for the Seahawks they're playing the Rams Aaron Donald no thank you get me out of here this that's going to be a Russell Wilson he needs to get it done type of game Le'Veon Bell I know that Clyde Edwards Hilaire is down and he's injured but they're going up against the Falcons they're number four stopping running backs I I see that as a, a that as a problem Gabriel Davis at wide receiver sit him against the Patriots they're number three at stopping wide receivers and DJ Chark against the Bears who are number five at stopping wide receivers my tight ends to sit Jack Doyle against the Steelers I don't care how bad the Steelers are. They're not going to let Jack Doyle hurt him. Dan Arnold for the Cardinals against the Niners, who are number two against stopping the uh, tight ends. My top two defenses start or uh, sit the, uh, the Patriots over the Bills and the Packers over the Titans. You did it. You come alive. I love it when you come alive in the lightning round. We're going to call you Rudolph, by the way, because you lead us through the fog of fantasy. You there like you go. that? Yeah, I like it. Merry Christmas, Chris. Same to you, Abby. And Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Thanks for joining us for the Fantasy Football Insider. 